I've been thinking the last a couple of weeks, actually reflecting on um, how much more difficult it is to be surprised by something negative <laughs> than to see it coming. Like um, stubbing your toe in the dark or stubbing your toe at all. You know, <laughs> you don't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, sort of um, being surprised by, you know, an, a, a negative turn of events or someone acting out of character uh, can, it can really throw us off our, our balance, throw us off our game. Uh, like, um, you know, when I have, uh, when my kids know what chores, we call them contributions in my house. So when, when my kids know what contributions they have coming later the same day or the next day, uh, they just sort of get on with it. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, when I surprise them <laughs> with some sort of uh, contribution, they tend to get a little grumpy and a little more resistant um, than usual. You know, so uh, I try as a parent, as a parent in my house to manage my kids' expectations. And, uh, you know, that keeps things going a little more smoothly. Um, but as adults, uh, we have to manage our own expectations. <laughs> which is such a bummer. <laughs> Our kids, you know, kids in general and and really people without any of this kind of training uh, that we have as Buddhists, as meditation practitioners, um, but we, you know, we can have difficulty managing our own expectations. You know, to a degree, we can prepare, you know, we can, if we know we're going into a difficult situation, we can prepare our minds, we can prepare our bodies, we can, you know, think ahead um, on uh, sort of solutions or what we can bring or how we can stay balanced. If we know we're going into a more difficult or fraught situation. Um, but you know, with this training, uh, the preparation for these kinds of uh, situations, more difficult situations, is uh, actually uh, in every moment. It's in the practice itself. You know, we're, we're training the mind to stay balanced uh, no matter what we come up against. Um, so a mind that is trained, a mind that is present, a mind that is naturally um, balanced, a mind that is, uh, when we're bringing a, a continuity of mindfulness into our uh, everyday life and situations, uh, then we're not as uh, likely to be surprised by what comes up. 
we're not as likely to be sort of blown over, uh, whether it's something positive or something negative. Um, when we uh, can be with it as it's happening, uh, you know, we can stay balanced. <clears throat> I um, came in this morning and uh, unlocked the office and went inside and uh, there was just a lot of mud running down the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> came in through the windows, looks like, <laughs> mixed with leaves all over the art and the windowsills and the, um, the, very, the air purifier and some other things. Yeah, yeah, that's why I asked you to stay after Stephanie. <laughs> and didn't have to tell you because I knew it would probably come up <laughs> in my talk. Um, so that was a surprise and a bummer. <laughs> And, you know, even being in this building helps me stay more balanced around something like that happening than being out in the world, being even in my own house, being out among, you know, non-practitioners, even being in this building uh, where I practice and where I've grown my practice and uh, where there's an expectation of, you know, a, a quality response <laughs> helps me stay, helped me stay a little more balanced around that. Uh, so, you know, in a way, that is preparation, even having this practice, touching in with community, being in a space uh, that. Um, has high expectations for me, for my response, um, can help me stay a little more balanced. Now, you know, <laughs> uh, Sarah's here teching, and of course, I was like, what, you wanna come see? Come look at this, oh my gosh, let's go outside, let's figure it <laughs> out. You know? But we only had like nine minutes. So, you know, I have some idea of what happened, but it's, it's still a mystery, right? And so now I'm sitting here in this mystery with, you know, some options, some idea of what to do next. Um, uh, but really, it's just something that happened. That's it. And, you know, with this kind of thing, it's really uh, Long Persimato's teachings, his, his ongoing teachings of 50, 60 years. Um, it's like this, he says. It's like this. This is what it's like. You know, I could have um, turned out the light, shut the door, <laughs> not said anything, <laughs> snuck out <laughs> the back. Uh, but it's not like that <laughs> when uh, sometimes greatness is thrust upon us, <laughs> you know, and then it's time uh, to act or to think a little and then act. 
it's like this. This is what it's like. <clears throat> and another thing that uh, that he said in a in a talk that I really appreciated and I, I bring to mind a lot. Um, somebody asked him, a monk had to go home and um, deal with his parents and, and family a little bit, help out. And he asked Long Course, so Mato, you know, what, what can I do to stay balanced around my family, around my parents who are not practitioners, et cetera? I don't remember the exact content. But Long Course said, the kindest thing you can do for your parents is not create them. Don't make them into anything before you show up. Just show up. And that's really where we go, you know, way off track with managing our own expectations is that we actually do the opposite of that. <laughs> we picture things in our minds the way that we think they're going to be, the way that we think they should be, the way that we left them. You know, I left that office, this really beautiful sort of blue color <laughs> and uh, uh, quite clean <laughs> and well taken care of. And in fact, you know, Sakula has uh, done a lot of work in it over the last year, and it is the most precious and lovely space. And um, and it still is. Don't worry, Stephanie. It's not not all is lost. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor Stephanie. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not here <laughs> already. <laughs> and um. Uh, but that was a creation, wasn't it? That was a memory. That was a mental proliferation. That was uh, something that I had experienced in the past, right? Uh, just like, you know, people that I know and people that I love and people that I don't love <laughs> are what. Um, are a memory. Even people that I saw earlier this morning, they're a memory. It's a memory what they are like and who they are. And I am going home to people that might become really different or respond in a different way or bring a different game know to our next interactions and if I've created them in my head a certain way then I'm not going to be as open to who they are now to who they are period well, I've, I've mentioned this before but you know a really uh, wonderful piece of advice that I uh, that I got around uh, kind of moving through this pandemic was um, don't expect anyone to be the same person that you knew a year ago. And I could certainly relate to that. I mean, of course, I'm fundamentally who I am, but I feel like I have learned things and seen things and experienced things in a way that I never experienced them before. And some change has taken place. And we can be, you know, as 
C.S. Lewis said, we can be surprised by joy. We can be surprised by change. Things can get better and more beautiful um, if we haven't created them in our minds uh, in a negative way or, you know, set someone in stone or set a situation in stone or given up on it. Um, we can also be surprised by joy. We can be surprised by change. And that's, um, you know, I, for me, that's a really strong as well in the same way that being surprised by something negative has a very strong resonance. Um, being surprised by something beautiful also has a really a strong resonance. It's sort of like, um, you know, going, uh, going on a hike, going to the top of a mountain, being um, uh, treated to a vista, being treated to a scenery or being treated to a, a parting of the clouds that we've never seen before. You know, there's an element of surprise there and an element of joy. <clears throat> uh, so just recognizing that, you know, when we have preconceived um, expectations, when we've tried to manage our own expectations, instead of kind of a bringing our training um, into the present moment, uh, we're going to feel it. We're really going to feel it. And something that the Buddha taught, you know, over and over is this um, kind of a moving toward dispassion. So that's something that people can have a hard time with. Passion feels good. There's fieriness to it. It's really fun and exciting to be surprised by joy. Um, it's even, you know, a good, like, kick to be surprised by something negative. It gets us going. There's a little dopamine, a little adrenaline, a good mix of chemicals, makes us feel alive. Um, but the Buddha taught cessation, you know, this passion, letting things go, letting things settle, letting things pass through. Um, without getting involved, without reaching out, without clutching, without clinging, um, without following that kick, without following that rise. And in fact, just appreciating the clouds as they clear on top of the mountain. <clears throat> I've told this story before, I don't know, it's been a while, but um, quite a few years ago now, uh, I had developed this kind of bizarre um, fear of heights or panic on, on, a, on bridges. So I get up on, a, you know, I drive my car up on a bridge and just kind of blank out <laughs> or you know, feel like I was driving off the road. Um, it was a very kind of um, visceral feeling uh, in my body. It was really scary. I knew it happened. I mean, these things happen to people. 
I was surprised by it. It was really negative <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, but once it was on with, you know, after this initial event, then it was just there, which was very disappointing, <laughs> extremely disappointing <laughs> that here all of a sudden I had developed this fear of bridges. Well, you know, you can't really live in the Portland metro area. <laughs> Uh, very easily with a fear of bridges. And so I knew that I had some work to do. And I started doing that work and all the things you can imagine, therapy and medication and, you know, cognitive behavioral stuff, driving over bridges <laughs> like this. When I open. Uh, but so I recognized after a time that it was really this body feeling that it wasn't so much, you know, mental fear, but there's this feeling of disequilibrium in the body. I felt literally like I was going to fall over or drive, you know, kind of drive like this. Uh, and um, one day uh, I went with a friend of a, practice, a fellow practitioner, we went up to that Mount Hood area to give, uh, to offer a meal to the monastics who were doing this kind of three-day hike around there, and they needed someone to come out and offer a meal, and so it was so wonderful, you know, we carpooled, we got all this food together, we brought it to the monks, we sat up on a picnic table, we met at this, like, spot, it was just the best morning, and then after uh, we offered the meal, we decided to, um, the girl and I decided, the woman and I decided to go for a hike. We got up to this um, spot where we had to walk, so classic Pacific Northwest terror, you know, we had to walk along this kind of dead drop with no rail to get to the vista, to get to the place where we could sit and watch the clouds clear and see all the mountains. And I said, well, um, this is interesting because uh, I feel like I'm going to fall over the side. So I'm not exactly sure how to get to where, <laughs> to where we're going. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, I have this friend who uh, was afraid of, I think it was tunnels. And she put her hand on the shoulder of her friend and that friend led her through, you know, some of you have heard this story, me tell the story. She goes, so we could try that. And I said, um, do you feel like you're going to fall off <laughs> the cliff? And she said, no, I feel really upright. <laughs> and I said, well, then I trust you. <laughs> So I put my hand on her shoulder and we walked, you know, around this kind of skinny little space to a place where we could sit down and we didn't fall over the side. I thought I might, and she thought we wouldn't. So we had to go with her assessment <laughs> and, um, you know, I, it was this really wonderfully beautiful Buddhist, um, experience of recognizing that it, it was in the body you know it was whatever's happening was in my body and I didn't actually have to uh, mentally 
cling to it. I didn't have to act out of fear. I could just recognize that my body fell out of balance and trust, trust my friend. She seemed pretty sure <laughs> there's an element of risk, uh, but we did it. And, um, and I'll, and I'll never forget it, you know, because she offered me a shoulder and I took it and I got to experience that sensation in my body without following it with my mind. So, so I'm really, you know, for me, that is training. Having that experience is, was a training of the heart, was really this, you know, opportunity to see how our bodies can feel something and it's real. When we feel something in our body, when, you know, when we want to get settled and balanced, we need to get settled and balanced in the body. It's very strong. We can set the mind aside. 